Well, good morning and welcome back to Ask Me. This is a pretty much a journal of myself, a 53-year-old single mom on that journey of pretty much being diagnosed and confirming what I already know, that I do have Asperger's, but for me it's, um, it's pretty much needing to know for sure in order for me to begin to process that who I am is okay and it's, um, it will help me figure out pretty much the rest of my life from here on out. I want to focus today on my visit yesterday with my therapist. Um, she is an amazing person who um, gets it. She understands where I'm coming from and where I need to go. We're pretty close in age, so she understands the point in my life that I'm at as far as kids and having grown kids and still some at home. And um, I was recently let go from my job, so where do I go from here? Because I honestly don't know. I wanted to focus today also on what we talked about yesterday in the assignment, the assessment progress that we made yesterday um, in a two-hour period. I think we got through four questions, but the four questions we talked about um, pretty much sums it up a lot for me. We talked a lot about uh, social aspects of being on the, the spectrum. A um, couple of the questions referred to what were my biggest obstacles coming from this and what did I hope to accomplish moving forward. One of the biggest obstacles for me, and I think if you're listening and you, you're along the same game plan, uh, you understand the social aspect and sometimes lack thereof of what it, what it takes to get through a moment or a day or an hour, a meeting or a party or a gathering or even going to the hair salon is huge. It is, um, takes a day worth of planning. Uh, we talked about in the past what it took for me. Um, when I was married, we went to a lot of corporate events trade shows, conferences, uh, business meetings, galas, fundraisers, Christmas parties, etc., etc. And there was a certain persona that I knew I had to uphold being a corporate wife, being on a committee, being part of a fundraising event. I knew in my head what it was supposed to look like and in the days leading up to that event I had to decide what I was going to wear of course, makeup, my hair, what I was going to wear for jewelry, what kind of an image I was expected to bring to the party. And physically I could pull it off pretty good if I dare say so myself. Um, pretty much one of those token wives that um, at the time I thought was fun but at the end of the night it was a lot of pressure and I don't think a lot of people understand that. Um, I knew going in what kind of conversations I was supposed to have, what I was expected to have and I could pretty much hold up my end of the bargain for maybe about five minutes and then after that I 
was blank. I didn't know what more to say, what I could add to the conversations, when I could interject, when I would have to be quiet. And it was exhausting by the end of the night. Um, but I have no problem going into situations where there's almost no expectations. I don't know if that's the right word. But I have no problem going down to the um, homeless shelter and serving up meals and making small talk that I know was only going to last a minute or two. But it's those situations where I had to engage in conversations for hours upon hours that um, was hard. And then coming out of yesterday's um, assessment meeting with the doctor, she asked me what was I hoping to get out of this. And I was hoping to get out of it ways to be more socially active. And we talked about that. And I, we talked about my ability to be able to go into situations or groups and just know that um, I was okay. That knowing that whatever conversations I did have were going to be important because right now I feel like anything I say really isn't important. It doesn't um, add to the conversation. It doesn't add to anybody else's meaning of why they're there. And she told me that we could work through it. We could figure out ways to um, prolong those conversations and it might be good for a week or a month, maybe even a year, but at, at the end of the day, it was still all gonna come back to the way it has been for the last 53 years. And that's been 53 years of awkwardness, of learning to not talk, um, of learning that maybe what I have to say isn't important. Um, I can remember being eight years old and trying to play with my friends and standing in this girl's yard she looked me point blank in the face and said nicole you're the devil you are nothing more but the devil and at the time i was horrified because all i could do was picture in my head this devil with horns it's like oh my god she sees me as somebody mean and cruel and and wanting to put her in hell and to this day not so much now but it really, really bothered me that maybe nothing I had was of value. Nothing I had was important. Um, in high school, I would go and try and have lunch with the other girls, and the other girls would get up and walk away. I would have them look me fate, you know, right in the face and say, Nicole, I just don't like you. And I could never understand why. Um, social gatherings for me, I wish I had more of. I think it's important as you get older to form bonds. Um, what really pushed me into thinking about this was being in basically self-quarantine for the last three months now. And everyone was saying, you know, continue FaceTiming, make those phone calls, reach out to people, maintain that, that social contact. And I realized I didn't have anybody. I didn't have family. I didn't have one friend, I didn't have anybody that I could just call up and feel comfortable chit-chatting for 10, 15 minutes. 
And I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my daughter who's still at home with me. I want her to have as many friends as she can possibly tolerate. And I realize at the end of the day that because of my social awkwardness, I probably will die alone. I probably will pass um, with nobody there. And it makes me sad. So, in moving forward, I'm going to try and reach out to more um, of course, as, as things open up and things are permitted, open up to more volunteer groups. Um, I love gardening, so there's some gardening groups that meet weekly, monthly to, to work on community gardens. They pack boxes right now for the homeless. Um, I'm on the list for some of those. I'd like to get back into just um, being around people. I miss that, even though I don't interact much with it I still miss it um, it's just weird how when even though you're not an active participant how much you miss it when it's taken away so anyway that um, yesterday was an eye-opener for me as far as what I needed to do to get back into um, feeling like a person again I, I've I, I am a person I know that I'm an important person but to feel like I'm part of a community, I realize that I do have to sometimes step out of my comfort zone and participate, even if it's just once a month or once a week or every other week, and even if it's just for an hour, um, that's, all I, that's all I need personally to feel human again. I know that social awkwardness hits a lot of us hard, and we don't know what to do with it. I, um, we were talking yesterday and I find it extremely difficult to make small talk. And as a result, it's very hard for me to bond friendships with females. I have no problem conversing with males and I think it's because males talk about things that are more physical we talk about sports, we talk about cars, we talk about building things. I love to build things. I love using my hands, I love creating. We talked about that a lot yesterday as well. But with women, it's weird because women talk about, and I hate to say the word nothingness, but in my eyes, it's nothingness. I can't understand why why girls, why women can spend 20 minutes talking about makeup or clothing or who they ran into yesterday at the salon. That's just, I, I don't get that part. Whereas with men, I can talk all day about baseball, the 1991 World Series. And I can talk about cars and supercars and going to car shows, and I can talk about real estate and, and building and, and um, welding. But to talk about hair, oof, no thanks. And that's probably why I've never had a manicure, because the thought of spending two hours in front of somebody that I am pretty much forced 
to make small talk with. I can't stomach going to the hair salon. I, oof. I've been going to the same gentleman now for 20, well, 30 years. But that's because I know him. Um, and making small talk is easy because, number one, he's a man. Number two, he's a man who builds on the side. He, he has his own little uh, resale business. That's easy. But to have to talk to a woman about other stuff, I just I can't do it. And maybe that's why I've never really had a female friendship because it's hard for me. I have sister-in-laws who are great. They're wonderful. I can maintain conversation with them um, because they're my sister-in-laws and I've known them for 20, 30 years. But to chit-chat with a group of women who do nothing but gossip and talk about nothingness is hard. And the doctor yesterday gets that part. She understands that part. She, she understands why I, I don't do manicures. I've had one pedicure in my life and even that was awkward. Um, but the whole social thing, it's just hard for me. And I'm hoping that it doesn't um, rub off on my, my kids, my daughter. I have, actually it hasn't because I have two older kids and they're just social butterflies. It's amazing for me to go and watch my son up on stage perform. <clears throat> he plays music. He's in his 20s. He, he plays at various bars all over town. And then my other child, who uh, is a senior this year, but he has so many friends that I, I can't even... I'm so proud of him. He's that kid. He's that kid that gets invited to all the girls' sweet 16s because the parents want him there. Um, no other boy gets that invitation, but it's because he's polite, he's courteous, he's friendly, he's outgoing. He's not rude in any way. Uh, my daughter, um, she has friends. She doesn't have as many friends, but she has close friends that she loves to talk to and hang out with. And, and she had a sleepover for the first time in months last weekend. But I realized growing up, I never had any of that. I would have a sleepover every once in a while, but I never had birthday parties. I never had uh, play groups. I never... Um, hung out with friends after school. I never had any of that. And now I understand that that's just who I am. And moving forward, that's just who I am. It's, I think, important for us to find at least one person that gets us, that understands us, that can tolerate us. Um, and I think it's important to have just that one person to grow up being that, I hate to use the word cat lady, but that's what I foresee myself being. Not because I'll have a ton of cats. I don't like cats personally, but just that lonely cat lady lives all by herself in her little house that never has anybody over. I'm hoping that's just not the case. If um, if anybody else out there is listening to this and has suggestions or ways that they've been able to connect with the outside without it being too much or awkward, please let me know because it's um, it's something that I, I desperately need right now. 
I recently lost my job and I've been looking at the um, job listings all over the internet and I just, I, I cringe at the thought of some of these jobs because I know I can't do them. I can't work in a big box store. That's overwhelming. Working in an office where there's a hundred people is overwhelming. Working in a small office with three, four, five people, a handful of people, now that's enticing to me because I know there won't be that many interactions during the day. However, to be in a job where I need also things to change on a regular basis because I don't like being stuck inside all day. Four walls just absolutely makes me cringe sitting at the same space at the same desk looking at the same objects every day. I just, I need change every day. And that's what made my previous job so nice is I was able to work from home. I was able to go out and run errands. I was able to do this or that. I was able to make road trips. Um, that made it really fun for me. And while I was interacting with other people, it wasn't the same people and it wasn't for hours on end. And uh, moving forward, um, my therapist mentioned yesterday that maybe real estate might be an option. She knows people that are on the spectrum that do real estate, they do well because it gives them an opportunity to change their scenery. It's not the same thing every day. They get out, they can work their own hours uh, when they want, what they want, which is what appeals to me. I still have a child at home that I do take to school every day, uh, 20 miles away, so I need that option to be able to not get there until 8 o'clock in the morning and then leave later. Well, not that much later. She's high school, so she can take care of herself after school if need be, but to not be tied to a desk till 6 p.m. at night. So I'm curious to see what next week's visit will bring. I will definitely check in next week and maybe even another time this week as the job opportunities job searching actually goes. Again, if any of you out there have any suggestions or just questions or, or small talk, um, this is again a personal journey for me. 53 years old, I'm finally getting that uh, confirmation. What I've known for the last 12 years, it was highly recommended to me by two other psychiatrists who were treating my son. I have a son with Asperger's. They were treating my son at the time and through my behaviors and my comments and the way I hold myself, they strongly suggested that I get assessed and tested because I have a lot of characteristics that um, they see in all their clients. But anyway, again, I ramble on because I don't know what to say. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna sign off. And again, if you guys have any questions, feel free. Otherwise, look forward to my future posting and thanks for listening to Ask Me Me. Have a great Monday. Thank you.